Father, we thank you indeed for this day that you are drawing us near to you. And we pray, O Lord, that today as we look at your words, that we may hear your heart, that we may hear you speak to us. Father, we just uh, surrender ourselves to you, uh, surrender our hearts to you, our ears to you, Lord. Yeah, just pray that, Lord, would you speak to us. We thank you, Lord, for being here with us, and we come in the name of Jesus. We command every voice that does not come from you, in the name of Jesus, we command them to be silent, to be rendered now and void. We speak to every voice that comes from the flesh, the world, and the devil. You have no place today in the assembly of God's people. We just pray, O oh Lord, that will you speak to us through your Holy Spirit. Jesus, would you come and you speak to us, even those of us who are online. Jesus' name we pray. Amen. In Mark chapter 10, verse 17 onwards, a passage as we have read, uh, sometimes um, perhaps uh, familiar with, in Mark 17, verses, uh, sorry, Mark 10, verses 17 to 22. Now let's read together. Now as he was going out on the road, one came running, knelt before him, and asked him, Good teacher, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? So Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but one, that is God. You know the commandments, do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not bear false witness, do not defraud, honor your father and your mother. In answer and say to him, Teacher, all these things I've kept from my youth. Then Jesus looked at him, loved him, and said to him, One thing you lack, go your way, sell whatever you have, and give to the poor, and that you will have treasure in heaven, and come, take up the cross, and follow me. But he was sad at this word, and he went away sorrowful, for he had great possession. Jesus said to an almost perfect man, One thing you lack, one thing you lack. Today I want to share with us that the one thing, the one thing that perhaps we lack, the one thing that probably is required of us to, to, to turn things around, to turn things around in our lives. You see, this passage that we have uh, probably read it somewhere and some time ago, Jesus was met with a young man and uh, a rich young ruler in some translation it says. This person was rich and he said to him, he said to Jesus, good teacher, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? He has done all that, the what is required of the law, but he wasn't sure he was going to get eternal life. Right? So all the, all the obedience to the, to the Lord, to the word of God that was not sufficient to to lend him any, uh, any assurance of his eternal salvation. So he came to Jesus. He said, good teacher, what should I do to, that I may inherit eternal life? Jesus, of course, obviously saw many things into this young man's life. He said, why do you call me good? No one is good but one. That is God. No one is good but one. That is God. Immediately, the young man say, um, you know the commandment, Jesus went on to say, do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not bear false witness, do not defraud, honor your father and your mother. And he answered and said to him, teacher, he dropped the good. He wasn't very sure that he was talking to what Jesus defined as good. There is no one good, but one, but one, that is God. So he wasn't very sure. He wants to be theologically correct. He said, you're talking to a man, you cannot call him God. But Jesus defined the goodness, the ultimate goodness is in God alone. So he dropped the word good. Wasn't very sure. After you know, obeying all the commandments, being a pious, obviously, uh, a Jewish person, but he wasn't sure. 
He said, teacher, all these things, all these things I've kept from my youth. Then Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said to him, one thing you lack. Jesus said, one thing you lack. But Jesus went on to tell him many things that he should do. He said, go your way, number one. Number two, sell whatever you have. Number three, give to the poor. Number four, you have treasure in heaven. And come and take up the cross and follow me. Jesus said, one thing you lack, he asked him to do five things. Which one is it that really he lacked? Many people believe that it was, it was to sell his, all his possession and give to the poor. No, but Jesus didn't stop there. He said that then you have treasure in heaven, then you, you come and take up your cross and follow me. Are, all, no, those, are, are not all those things important as well? Are not all those things important as well? Obviously, they are, they are, they are important things. But what is Jesus talking about this one thing? The one thing that you lack. You only lack one thing. But five things he told, he, uh, he told him. And he was sad, he was 22, at his word, and went away sorrowful. And he had great, because he had, for he had great possessions. Right. Let's move on. Now that has, that, that has prompted Jesus to say this thing in verse 23. We read from verse 23 to verse 31. Let's read together. Then Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, How hard it is for those who have riches to enter the kingdom of God. And the disciples were astonished at his words. But Jesus answered again and said to them, Children, how hard it is for those who trust in riches to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. They were very astonished, saying among themselves, Who then can be saved? But Jesus looked at them and said, With men it is impossible, but not with God, for with God all things are possible. Then Peter began to say to him, See, we have left all that all and follow you. So Jesus answered and said, Surely I say to you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake and the gospels who shall not receive a hundredfold now in this time houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecution and in the age to come eternal life. But many who are first will be last and the last first. So the disciples panicked. They said, wow, this young man, he is like perfect in all his ways. He's obeyed, he's a good man. He's a, you know, he obeyed all the Lord's commandments. He done all that things. You know, he attends church service every Sunday. He attends every cell group. He, he was baptized and confirmed. And uh, he can attend every prayer meetings. He he done all that thing, but it was not enough. He must come and go and sell all that things. And the five things he must do. And uh, and and the disciple was astonished. Then who then can be saved? Your requirement is so high. And Jesus said the words that we often quoted. Yeah, uh, with God is uh, is impossible. But nothing is impossible with God. Nothing is impossible to God. Then we are not to say, to say this thing, to set the understanding correct for his disciples and perhaps for all of us as well. In verse 28, uh, sorry, in verse uh, 29, Jesus answered and said to Peter, and of course to the disciples who were present, Surely I say to you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sister or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake and the gospel who shall not receive a hundredfold now. A hundredfold now in this time. Jesus said, you're not going to lose anything. But, but, but the hundredfold here obviously is not just, just in terms of quantity, right? Surely you understand it's not quantity because he says that if you leave your wife, that you get a hundred wives. No, it doesn't work like that, right? It's, <laughs> it's not like that. You build not, it's not like that. And then you, 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 sell, you sell a house, uh, you, you get a hundred house. But a hundredfold also in terms of quality. In, not only in terms of quantity, in terms of quality. The quality of relationship is going to multiply, it's going to become rich. The, 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 the quality of, of, uh, of, uh, of, of riches in our life also become 
become become rich. How how do we become rich in riches? Right? When the Lord blesses something, that we must be able to enjoy it. We must be able to enjoy it. You heard of a, we, we all we all know the story about this. Uh, uh, in, in, in you know when we were when we were a child when we in schools and and uh, well when, when I was when I was in school that was part of the textbook actually. Um, King Midas, King Midas. People said the Midas touch. King Midas loved gold so much, right? So he he he. There were times that it was uh, you know a, a fairy appeared to him and said, "What do you want? I want to turn everything I touch into gold." So therefore, nowadays in the financial market, there's somebody. There's a phrase called the Midas touch. Every, any, anybody, anybody who has this Midas touch, it means he touch on certain investment, that investment prosper. Right? So Midas touch. So King Midas touched everything, it became gold. Now that's a good thing? No. That is a bad thing. Because when he's hungry, he take out the drumstick, the drumstick become gold drumstick. Huh? He, take up, uh, he take out a cup of uh, wine, everything inside turned into gold. He cannot eat. So somebody got to drop food into his mouth, I think. But it was never told the story how, how he ate. La. So he, was, he had riches, but he couldn't enjoy it. Then he saw his, uh, his daughter, the daughter who loved him so much, she loved her daughter so much, ran to him and said, Daddy, why are you so sad? And he forgot. He hugged the daughter. He turned the daughter into a gold daughter. A gold statue. He had riches, but he couldn't enjoy it. But Jesus said, you're not going to have riches and not gonna, you're not able to enjoy it. You're going to have riches and you're going to enjoy it. The quality of what you're going to receive is going to be hundredfold. Well, that, that really blew our mind, isn't it? Now, we compare what he said to the, one, the, 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 the young man, the one thing you like, go and sell, all that. And then you're going to receive a hundredfold. How is it possible? Jesus said, with God, is, nothing is impossible. With man, it is impossible. But with God, is, all things are possible. So we, 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 we see that in this, in this passage, Jesus described, Jesus described the, the life as a follower of Jesus, the life of a disciple of, of Jesus. To in, the key is still inheriting eternal life in this life and the life to, to come. The one thing that we lack. The one thing. Sometimes the Lord wants to bless us with tremendous, with tremendous fruitfulness, whether individually or in a family or in the church. But one thing He requires that one thing, sometimes it can be so insignificant. Obedience gives reason to God to unleash all that He has in store for us, our families and our land. The obe- obedience is still today um, in, 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 our, in, our, in our relationship with, with the Lord, the very important aspect. We want something from the Lord. The Lord is so generous to give all things to us. The Bible says that if God has given us His Son, did not spare His Son, Jesus, to, to die for us on the cross, will He not give us all things? We always look at this word and say, wow, you know, but I'm not receiving all things. But perhaps the Lord is saying to us today, one thing you lack. What is that one thing that you and I lack? The one thing that the Lord requires, the desire from our, our obedience, the one thing that desires our ob- obedience may not make any sense or of any significant consequence. But the obedience of that one thing speaks of our love, respect, and reverence for God. Because Jesus said, why do you call me good? No one is good but one. But one. Jesus is saying that the one thing that is required that you're lacking is this, that why are you doing all these things? Why are you obeying me? Why are you obeying the commandments of God? Is it you want to receive a benefit from me? Sometimes you obey God's commandment. It's because we're expecting a benefit and a blessing. Why do we tithe? I mean, for the largest part of my life, I tithe because I expect the heaven open. Not because I honour God. 
I mean, that also lah. That also, but always number two or number three reason. Why do we? Why do we? Why do we obey God? Why do we worship God? Because in in church we've been told that if you come to church, you worship God, the Lord will be good to you. I want I want God to be good to me. He's so powerful. I want God to bless me, my my studies. So I pray. Why do I pray? I always pray and ask for things for myself. Why do I pray? Why do I fast? I fast for something that I desire. But the scriptures is consistent throughout. One thing God's people lack that will tip the balance is this that we desire Him more than we desire His blessing. We desire the one. Jesus said, no one is good but one. And the one thing you lack is the, 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 the oldest. That is just an expression of making God the only one in his life, in his context. Uh, in his context. The one thing, uh, no, a, lot, a lot of people look at this, this passage and say, trying to, I mean, you, know, you, you, you can read books, you can, you can go to internet and, and people are debating over this, should we go and sell our pos- uh, possession? To the, to the poor in the church, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm nothing very much to, to sell but all my debts. But to the rich, he said, no, you must look at it. No, that is not what is it all about. And I truly believe it is not. The Lord is saying that, do you not get it? You, you, you will never be shortchanged. You can, somebody said we can never outgive God. Huh? We give God a million, we think that that's it. I sacrifice one million. Say, God, no, Jesus said you, you get a hundredfold. You probably you not get a million, but you get a million that you can enjoy it. That you can enjoy it. So sometimes you look at passages like this, you're trying to get a doctrine out of it. You're trying to get a, 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 a kind of general rule out of it for all Christians. Right? Some people would when we use this verse and, and say, say to us Christians that no Christian, you are hypocrites. Did you, did you sell all your possession? It's not what it is. The one thing, the one thing for us may be very different from the one thing for the rich young ruler. The one thing for me may be that would you give up your dream of having a Jaguar? Wow, well, that's a big thing, right? And some of us in our church, you know that, you know, I, 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 I dream about the, you know, having a, 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 a Jaguar car. But would you give it up? Wow, you know, it's a big thing. For some people, they say, well, what is it? It's a car. It's a car that you didn't have anyway. <laughs> but, but the thing is this, that the one thing may be different for every person. And uh, in, in, my, in, in, uh, in one of the classes in, in ATI, I, I give a student a test. Sometimes it's very difficult. They all, they all cannot get past that test. So in the end, I decided not to put it so difficult for, for them. I, I, I decided to make it into a class work lang, so they can work, work together. Now, that, that particular test is a multiple choice question test. The multiple choice question test is this, that it's not only, each question does not only have one answer. It can be more than one answer. So sometimes the, the students argue with me, say, why this is not right, man? I say, this is right. Is it right or at all times? Is it right all the time? Give you, let me give you an example. If I put a statement, I said that the, the moon shaped like a crescent. Is it true or false? Huh? Is it true or false? The moon, okay, it, 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 we, we do see moon like a shape of crescent. But is it true at all time? Then it is not. It is not a doctrine. It is not a rule. So I said, this is how it works, this multiple choice question. Right? So, uh, I mean, those of us, you're doing, you're doing my course, you won't get that as a Tesla, but you'll do it in the class. Because all of them get it wrong, you know, you have 20 questions, some of them only get one correct. Because they know how to give Mark one correct. 
So it's not that, it's not that they say, yeah, it's, 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 it's correct, but is, is it true at all time? It is not true at all time. Therefore, it is not true. Right? We cannot use it and say, that, yeah, we, we, we say people, the moon, the moon, you see the moon, the round one is not a moon. Crescent baru adalah moon. No, that's, that's, that's not true. So, 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 is it, so is it that with our Christian life, if, did Jesus say to this young man, the one thing you like, you sell all your possessions, get to the poor, take up your cross and follow me? True. Is it therefore true for all Christians? If it is true, then a lot of us, if not all of us, will be guilty of disobedience. Isn't that? Now, of course, it is not. It is not something that is a prerequisite. Some churches will, 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 uh, will make it a, 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 a requirement, right, in order to be part of the church. Right. So, and he says that, you know, do not murder, do not fall, bear false witness, and, uh, and all that. Verse 19, verse 20, in answer and say to him, teachers, all these things I've kept from my youth. There may be a lot of all these things in your life, in my life, that we have done. But one thing that we lack, why did we do it? Did we do it because of obedience to the one who speaks to us? We obey God's words. Do we obey his words or do we obey the one who speaks those words? There is a difference. Because if I obey the words of God, because along comes a bit with benefits, Along comes a bit with advantages. Is that the reason why we obeyed it? Or do I obey it because somebody, because the one who said it, say that, you know, is important to him? And uh, one of the things that I have, uh, let me give you an example, a few examples in order to to find out that, you know, what is this obedience of this one thing? The one thing must speak of our love, our respect and reverence for God. There was this young man. There was this young man who was not very rich. You know, one day he was traveling out from his town to, to back to his hometown. He, was, he bought the bus ticket and all, and, 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 and all the rest of it. He was going to take off the next morning and the, the night before, the night before he was... Uh, he was going to, he wanted to buy himself a, a dinner. He reached up into his pocket. There was, he had only $12 left. There was only $12 left. He said, okay, I'm going to buy my last meal, eat, you know, a last meal of KFC. And then I'm going to take a bus back to my hometown tomorrow. So there, there, there he was. He, he, he drove out, you know, drove out in his friend's car and then he, he went to he went to go to uh, uh, buy KFC. On the way, he was he was he was hustled by all these uh, beggars, little children begging for, for, for food, knocking on this window screen. You know, he was I have no money to give to them. What do I do? So he, he ignored them. He went down. He 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 drove to the uh, KFC shop and he wanted to buy. And and and, and there he was. That this uh, these two young boys follow him. Oh. He got out of the car and begged him for food and any, any amount of money or food. He kept, he kept reaching, touching his 12, 12, uh, $12. Uh, he said, no, no, this is all I have. So he went to buy uh, the $12. He quickly came into the car and then uh, the young boy, the two young boys looked at him with great disappointment and he was driving back. He said that picture of the two young boys, he couldn't, he couldn't get him out of his mind. He couldn't get it out of his mind. He was praying to the Lord. He said, Lord, what do I do? Lord, please help. Please help this, 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 no, this, uh, this poor in the, in, the, in, in, the, in the city. Please help these two persons. What, what do I do? The Lord told him. He said, I hear him so, speak to me so clearly. Give your KFC to them. I fully to bring it. Everything I give. Wow, give your KFC to him. Then he tried to argue with the Lord and the Lord went silent. Only that give your KFC to him. So he turned back at the roundabout 
He went back to the KFC where he bought his KFC. He went to the car park. Hey. He went to the car park. <laughs> he was looking at me, so I must say hi. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hi, 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 hi. Yeah. He says hi back, yeah. It's good to have friends in church, right? Okay. So, so, so he went back and then he, he, he parked his car. He went down, he looked for the two kids. Surely he saw the two young boys sitting at the side of the shop. Of course, with no food, we don't know what to do. He, he put the KFC in front of two young boys and said, that, God bless you. And then he ran away. Now, was there any miracle happened? No miracle happened. That night he said, I went back home. I drink a lot of hot water. Sum up. So next day, next day he got a friend who, who, who decided to, you know, make arrangement to take him early in the morning to the bus station and he came. This friend came and said, hey, let's go for, let's go for breakfast. Oh, breakfast. I don't even have a single cent in my pocket. No, 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 You just send me to the bus station. So that particular friend insisted she go together. So, so she, she, she took him there and said, oh, you're very, very, very embarrassing now. No, a lady asked me to sit down, asked me to order food. No, no, no need to order food. No need to see. No need to eat. So because you're so afraid and also concerned that uh, what, what is going to pay with? So the, the friend insisted that you, you need to order food. It's a long journey. You're going on a long journey. You need to order food. So he ordered food. He ate, wow, it was so nice, he said. <laughs> and before he could do anything, and the friend paid for everything, right? Pay for his breakfast. Years later, he told the friend, you know, on the day, remember the day when he sent me to the bus terminal, I don't have a single cent in my pocket. That's why I didn't order food. Now, that young man, I'm not saying that, you know, that after that, some miracles happened, I know. What I'm going to share with you is that after that, the door of God's grace and healing opened like a floodgate into his life. Not just one thing that happened in his life. It was a whole shift in his life. A whole shift. Well, look, look at my hand. A whole shift in his life. That started from that one pack of KFC. That one thing that was required of him. How much is a pack of KFC? No more than $12. Because he had only $12, okay? That's what I'm telling you. He was only, he had only $12. And my dear friends, the one thing that the Lord asks us to do may be something that is long-term. You've got to do it long-term. You've you, you, you you got to do it not, not, not because you, you are under pressure, not because, because it's a, that young man, nobody knew. He, nobody said that. Uh, uh, to him. Nobody, no prophet came to him and they said, young man, thus says the Lord, give your currency away. Now he was in the privacy of his own car. The Lord spoke to him. He, oh, he alone heard it. Nobody else heard it. He need to know that it was the voice of God in order to surrender his last supper. And he was so convinced it was the Lord who spoke. There was no time to check Pastor, now I hear this voice. Is it correct or not? Then the pastor may say that, you know, no, you've got to look at your situation. They're poor, we all can always help. The KFC you eat, you know. Sometimes we rationalize like that, huh? When people ask this question. No, 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 you must be right, we must be rational. But he heard it from the Lord, Lord. What's significant is that one pack of 12 ringgit worth, $12 worth of, uh, of KFC. To the, to the life of the two young boys, maybe very little. We are not very sure whether the two young boys will resell the KFC some more to just get the money. You know, these are things that we, 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 uh, we, uh, we, we encounter. Many people get, you know, we give food and get all that. People get the food, they want the money. They want to be able to buy one tray of eggs. They will eat, they will last them for a whole week instead of KFC to eat one meal. You understand what I'm saying? So they may actually resell it whether or not it can help in whatever way they said that no, no, nobody knew. Did it save the, the, the whole village, save the future of, that, of the two young boys? Nobody knew. Probably not. But it is of no great significance in the eyes of men, but in the eyes of God, 
That is the obedience of that one thing. And he did it. And that was that. I look at his life, I said that your life is filled with grace, full of, full of grace of God. He agreed. And he agreed. And that was a turning point. What is that one thing in your life that the Lord is asking you to do? But it must be from the Lord. Nah. It's not some kind of uh, 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 a thing that we, we, uh, we think is good to do. If you have not heard it, ask of the Lord today. Lord Jesus, what is that one thing that I like? Perhaps in our lives, we are looking for breakthrough, change, and, 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 and all the rest of it. And uh, we, we have been asking, Lord, how long? How long should I, should I wait? We will be desiring you know, healing, desiring restoration, desiring breakthrough to the next step. We may be praying for our families, for our city, for our nation, that we see some progress and we say, Lord, all these things I have kept, all these things I have done. And we ask, need to ask Jesus, Jesus, is there this one thing that I lack? Is there this one thing that the church lacks? There's a stream Anglican church. Is there this one thing that the church in Malaysia lacks? when we intercede and pray for Malaysia. That one thing, we've been talking about it for the past couple of months, what is stopping God's best from coming to us? That one thing could be among those things that we have talked about for us personally, for us as a church, for us as a family. Could it be that one thing, that one person that we need to forgive? That one thing, but we may say that, wow, it has been so long ago and I've, I've really, you know, forgotten about it. Not very significant. But Jesus may say that, would you say it one more time? Will you do it one more time? You look at the, the, how Jesus dealt with all his disciples. How God dealt with all his people. It's always this one thing that they, they one, you know, like Gideon, let's say for example. God asked him to do something that is so insignificant. Jesus, when he met Peter, that one thing he asked, would you go out once again to put down your net? Would you go out once more, once more into the deep and launch into the deep and put out your net? Peter said, what is the significance of it? I'm not going to catch any fish. And Jesus said this, would you do it? And Peter did it did that one thing, probably all his fishermen's friends, when Jesus asked, asked, asked Peter, you go out and pull up your net, in noontime, all his friends said, hey, Peter, what has got into your, your, your head? You know this doesn't work out like that, right? We grew up in this, in this lake of Galilee. Who, who catch fish at noon? But he said, there's one thing. It may even look foolish. He did it. Did Peter receive a benefit? Yeah, a lot of fish. But that one thing flipped his life, opened up his eyes and bring about a commitment that was willing to die for Jesus. It opened up a door. Huh? It flipped a new page for the rest of the book written about Peter. As it were, the book that was written about Peter in heaven was flipped open on that day. And it came out. Everything was unfolded from that point onwards. Not all necessary, the, the, the pleasant things, but it did propel him forward into his destiny. That one thing. Let's get uh, okay. Genesis chapter two, verse fifteen to seventeen, and Genesis chapter one, verse twenty-nine. Then we will we will end here. Then let's read together. Then the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, "Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat, 
But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. Correct? We all know this very well, right? Is that you can eat, yeah, you can eat all, all that. Of every tree in the garden, you may eat, you may freely eat. But of, of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat. For in the day you shall eat of it, you shall uh, eat of it, you shall surely die. But let's look at Genesis chapter 1, verse 29. Let's read it together. And God say, See, I have given you every herb that you seed that is on the face of all the earth, and every tree whose fruit you seed, to you it shall be for how many trees? All three. Does it include the tree of knowledge of good and evil? Who say no? God say every tree. You can eat. Chapter 1, verse 29. You can eat. The fruit was forbidden, but the tree was not. You understand what I'm saying? But Jesus, the God say, after he has created all for food, then he said, this one you cannot eat. What's the point? What's the significance? Very little it looks like. Of course, we talk about it, the tree of knowledge, going to evil, all that, all that, all that. The, the purpose, the reason that why Eve and Adam, Adam Eve took it, right? They not only wanted to have food, they wanted to be like God, Right? A lot of people ask, if God didn't want man to eat the, the, the tree, uh, the fruit from the tree, good and evil, why did he create and put in the garden? Tempting. Huh? What's the point? What is it that the Lord is saying consistently throughout the scripture, both in Old and New Testament, that one thing? That one thing. The Lord said, I've given everything. I created all is good, huh? everything is good. Remember at the end of creation, when, when, when even the, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil was created and put in the garden, and God, after he created man, he said it was very good, it is very good. How can something is so good that can become forbidden? It is not the legitimacy of the tree. Is God say, this is my tree. The one thing I require of you, do not eat it. Can you respect me? Can you respect my wish? As a demonstration of your reverence towards me. No perfect sense one. But can you respect me? You know, I, 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 you, know, you remember... During the uh, you know the start of the pandemic, when there were a lot of debate about face masks, right in America, at the time the uh, uh, the mayor of uh, New York City, what's his name again? Cosmo, right? Cosmo. It was I don't know why that CNN kind of uh, broadcast his uh, his briefing, uh, his daily briefing. So one day he took up his mask. He said, "You know what is this?" Well, everybody was debating whether you should wear masks or not at the time huh, in America. You know, I said, you know what is this? He said, he, he, was, he should talk like that, you know, in the press conference. Press conference, huh? this is what the, you know what is this? This is respect, he said. This is respect. Now, everybody got it. If you look at it as a law, you may, you may fight, you may rebel. This is respect for another person. I don't know whether I, I got it or not. I put it on. I respect you. When Adam and Eve needed to obey that tree, was it just a commandment? That was, that was, that was, was it just obedience, pure obedience? No. It was respect and reverence that the Lord said. There's one thing. Can you revere me? Can you respect me? After all, I've given you authority of, dom of a dominion, authority of government, authority to tend the, the, the land, ability to do all these things to be successful. Authority, as I written in our bulletin, front page bulletin this, this morning, about authority and obedience. 
every authority structures requires certain kind of obedience. No authority structures, no authority is being passed on, is delegated without the, the obedience, a requirement of obedience of some sort. You think about it. Today, for the rest of this day, you think about it. Is there any authority structure that has been given, that has been, that has been performed, that has been put in place that does not require obedience? In Romans chapter 13, verse 1, Paul says, All authority that exists are from God. Because authority without obedience will not be able to call for accountability. Authority without a requirement for obedience, there is no accountability. Then we can say that the authority of parents has no obedience. No, obedience to the Lord. Obedience to the Lord. Authority comes from God. As parents, our authority over our children are from the Lord. We can mess it up. We can, we can, we can, we can put a lot of damage in, in, into the lives of our, of, our, of our descendants, our children. But one day we are going to appear before God, the source of our authority. Have you exercised your parental authority the way that I have prescribed it in my word? Have you obeyed me? to bring your child up, your children up in the fear of the Lord. Have you, have you, have you done it? There is going to be accountability. There was a time that, you know, we, I, I'm trying to explain this, this, this concept. I was saying that, you know, take for example, uh, which, is, which is not true in my case, but let's take for example, we, the, the husband and wife, right? And the husband loves durian. The wife cannot stand durian, uh, which is not true for, for, for my wife. Lah, uh. we, all, uh, we are crazy for, about, about durians, right? <laughs> okay. now, now, the wife say, I cannot stand, stand durian, but the husband loves durian. Well, all kind of, uh, you know, T20, 40, 1, 2, 3, T4, 5, 6, you know, all kind of things coming up. Wow, you see, you, but you cannot eat because when you eat durian, uh, the, the wife say, you come back home, you burp. Uh, <laughs> I cannot stand you. So the, the husband said, okay, okay, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, we don't, I don't eat durian. All right? But cannot tahan, no? eat, uh, eat durian already. So, so, you know, the husband, out of love for the wife, the wife said, thou shalt not eat durian in this house. You know? Commandment number one. Commandment number, number two. <laughs> there shall be no durian found even in the car porch. <laughs> what, there are a lot of commandments about uh, du durian. Now, the, the husband may do it because one want to avoid World War III in the house, right? But is that, is that all? But if it's done out of respect, love, that one thing, if the husband will say that I will not eat durian and come home immediately, I make sure I burp first. <laughs> I clear the burping ready. I eat during the morning, burp in the afternoon, come back in the evening. He will do that. For what? For love, for respect. I shared this with, uh, uh, at the time, with a group of all durian-loving uh, people. So it was a big thing. It was a big struggle, right? But this, 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 this what the things about, uh, this, this the thing about this one thing. The Lord speak to us, what is that one thing that is required of you? My dear friends, we, are, we, are, we, are, we want to move forward. We, 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 the Lord has so many things prepared for us in our, in our life, in my own life too, you know, I, I, I mean, sometimes you may feel, well, what if I miss that one thing? Oh yeah, we have missed the one thing. The Lord required us to do this thing. We didn't do it because we rationalize it. We do all kinds of things. But the Lord is always good. He always brings us back to that one thing over and over again until we got that one thing right. The one thing, it may not be the same thing, but it is the same purpose. Do you, would you do it? 
out of love and reverence for, for, for me. Some years ago, the bishop said to me, wanted to appoint me to a position in the diocese. When he spoke to me, I actually sat up at the edge of my chair. In my heart, I said, no, 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 no. But of course, he's a bishop, ma. You've got to speak to him with respect. Mm. Have, you, have you prayed over this? You know, ask the bishop. Lah, huh? And then uh, and say this. I told him that it is not a good idea. And I told him why. And then, uh, and then he said that, yeah. Some of the things you mentioned, I consider it's not important. But one or two things I mentioned that I have not considered. So in my heart, I said, so nice. So nice to be able to say no to the bishop uh, and get away with it. So I said, I, I, will, I, will, I will think about it. Okay, so I went back home. Of course, he decided not, not to go ahead. I went back home. I say, oh my goodness, you know, you know when we are ordained, we have this canonical or this uh, obedience. I almost say canonical disobedience. <laughs> canonical obedience that we swear, huh, before the Lord to obey the bishop not blindly, uh, in all things, good and honest. It is not good. I don't need to obey. If it's not honest before the Lord, I need to obey. But it was all good and honest. I, in my heart, I say the Lord, I, uh, I, 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 I repented, you know. I say that, Lord, I, I, I really shouldn't have just said just like that. And uh, but I told the Lord, I said, Lord, I'm not cut for that. Lah. I'm not cut for that. I'm, you know, this is not me. It's not my calling. And the Lord, after a short one, the same day, the Lord spoke to me, I know. I just want to see that way, whether you're willing. Wow. That was the one thing. But I say to the Lord, Lord, you know, uh, the next thing that a bishop, any bishop, a bishop in the Diocese of Sama, asked me to do anything, I would say yes. So I became a canon law. cannot say no because I already promised God. The next thing, the next thing he said, I will say yes. So the next thing that the Bishop Saba say yes, I will, I will say yes. I mean to, to, to say a point, I will say yes. So that one thing, the one thing, I remember my, my, my journey from the day of my ordination, life has become more challenging than ever. The very same month, I was ordained. Challenges begin to come from don't know where. And it continued to bombard me and my family like never before. If I knew that it was a journey that I must go through, I probably would not, I would not take it. Honestly. I probably would not go this way. But it was more that we could actually bargain for. All those years came from everywhere, every corner, every direction. And every twist and turn, the enemy was lurking and lurking. And all these things I say, I have done. He asked me to serve you, I serve you. He asked me to set up a church, to build a church, I build a church. He asked me to do all this and I did all that. Lord, is that is it going to be any end? And the Lord seems to say that there's this one thing that you lack. One thing that you lack. That is to obey me even though it is insignificant and it doesn't make sense. I did that. I did it until my life began to shift. Not everything became okay the next day. Not everything became okay when after I'd been appointed as a canon, it started to shift in a significant way. When I was preparing for this, the Lord just reminded me, I don't know, I wasn't really, really sure that I was going to share these things. At the, but the Lord said, you look at the shift. You look at the shift. 
I will not be able to hear, receive the kind of revelation that the Lord has in store for my life, for my family. If I believe, I believe that yeah, I have not that, that, done that one thing at that point of time. There could be many one thing that the Lord requires when we are waiting to move into the next breakthrough. What is that one thing for, for you? Let us pray. Father, we can do many things. We have done many things, good things, on our record. Maybe some are not very good, but nonetheless, we know that you are good. You forgive us, you forget us, you forget our past, you forget what we have done. You do not hold it against us because of the blood of Jesus. You forgive us and you remember us in your goodness. Father, today we pray the Lord, would you draw us to that one thing, to that one thing that will express, that the, to, to the one thing that you require us to obey you. It may be insignificant. It may be of, um, it, may doesn't, it doesn't make sense. But let us hear that one thing that you say, Lord that we are willing to walk in it. The one person whom we, 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 we need to choose to show kindness as did this young man, the one person whom we are required to show mercy, the one person whom we need to show love, the one thing that we need to do that nobody knew that nobody would observe, would, 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 uh, would notice. The one thing, Lord, would you speak to us, that, may, that we might express our love, our reverence for you, our love for you. That we be able to say, the Lord, it doesn't make sense, not very important, but if it matters to you, I will obey. It's not a commandment, it's not a requirement. But it is an opportunity to demonstrate our reverence, our love for you. Show us that one thing, O oh Lord, that we might make it a desire in our life.